Thank you, Ben and worship team. Listen, I just need you to know sometimes the worship is just so good. I, I didn't want it to stop, and I needed to praise God the way I know how to praise God. Is that okay? You know? Like, yeah, I can praise and lift my hands, but I, like, I was in practice, listening to them in practice today, and I was just excited, and I'm like, I need for us to go somewhere, you know? Like, and I just, I was like, I looked at my son, I said, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming to the drum set. I was like, I'm coming to the drum set because I just, I need to worship God for a second. God is too good. God is too good. And sometimes he gives us, he gives us gifts. And, and when, when we are like, man, I just have to serve. I just have to worship. I just have to give what you've given me back to you. And when we're obedient in that, God will bless it. As a matter of fact, I was sitting back there as I was playing, and, and God just brought to my mind that, you know, that's, that's an authentic place for me. That's what I'm talking to you about today. And that moment right there was an authentic place. It wasn't about what this person or that person thought. It was about deep down inside, I needed to serve my God. I wanted to serve my God. And that was what was most important to me. I'm going to talk more about that as we go throughout the day. But I want you to turn your minds because I'm going to come to you a little bit, just a little bit different than I typically do. As I studied this out, I realized that some of my academics seeped into this message. And at first I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, I don't know if that's, that's going to be okay. But I, I know, I know that it's okay because that's, I believe, where God took me. And that's where he took my mind. And I'm going to show you there's going to be what the world says, and then there's going to be what God says. And the funny thing is, is as I studied this and looked through it, I realized that as much as the world calls the church hypocrites, they are, they are the biggest hypocrites of all. Um, but like I said, we'll get into that. Let's pray real quick. Lord God, I just come into you right now. I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity to stand before you. I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, that you would use me to speak to your people. God, I just, I ask that Holy Spirit, you would help me to decrease that you might increase in me and that your people would hear your voice, that they would hear your word. And even as I read quotes from different people, Lord God, I pray that they would be able to decipher between the voice of the enemy 
and the voice of their father. That they would hold on to your word tightly. That they would allow your word to seep deep down inside of them to create the change and the transformation that you've called us all to. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So here, hold on one second. Um, can somebody hand me a water, <laughs> please? Thank you. I drunk one already, and for some reason. Um, so here at the Body Dayton, for those of you that do not know, our mission and vision, well, the mission for our church is that we would that we exist to show Christ. Um, that we exist to, thank you, we exist to show Christ's love through acceptance, authenticity, and action. Last week I talked to you about acceptance, and this week I'm going to talk to you about authenticity. Here at the Body Dayton, that's our desire. We want to, we desire to, we strive to show Christ's love through those three A's. So when we look at showing Christ's love through authenticity, I define it this way. Authenticity is being in a state of honesty, allowing truth to saturate our lives. What truth? the word of God, and then living unapologetically without fear or regret from mistakes. Authenticity, that's Dwayne's definition, is being in a state of honesty, allowing truth to saturate your life. What is a state of honesty? You know how and maybe I'm just, I'm alone here. I'm going to speak what I do. I'm going I'm to tell them myself. I have a tendency to lie to myself sometimes. What? I know. Don't do that. Um, you know, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, <laughs> you're looking pretty good today, right? Um. Or I might tell myself, you know, uh, you've lost a pound or two. Um, and I know you're like, well, that's just horrible, <laughs> right? But I, I kind of want to go to the extreme because you know there are moments in your life when you lie to yourself. You lie to yourself about how you feel about certain situations. Um, and, and, and don't confuse, you know, the word says speak those things that aren't as though they are, right? There's a difference. There's a difference. Um, and you may, I don't know if anybody else here has ever had this conversation, but have you ever had a conversation when somebody says to you, stop lying to yourself? Like, be, be honest with yourself about what you're seeing here. Be honest with yourself about what's going on here, right? So to be in a state of honesty 
is to not lie to yourself. See a situation for what it is. Now understand, just because you see a situation for what it is does not mean that you need to stay in that situation. It doesn't mean that you have to accept or fall into or be okay with. Like, that's not, the, that's not don't get me wrong. But if you see a situation, and me and my wife, we have this argument a lot. And I'll be like, I'm, I'm about to go somewhere, but this is not the message, but I know you're going to hear this here. Ah, my back is really hurting. My wife will be like, mm-mm, mm-mm, see, see, see? No, in the name of Jesus, your back is not hurting. And I understand that. I understand that. Please do not confuse one thing for the other. I look at her, I'm like, honey, I get that. I understand what you're saying. Well then, well, then why would you, why would you stay? Why would you say it out loud? Why would you? And I'm like, okay, okay. So, I mean, I get it. But for the sake of, right, for the sake of trying to live out life the way Paul says, right, I don't want to have my brother fall, so I, I submit. And I'll be like, <clears throat> babe. I need you to pray for me. I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. And she'd be like, oh? I'd be like, but Jesus is, Jesus is on, you know, he's on the throne, and uh, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. My back is healed in the name of Jesus. Um, but, you know, some people will just be like, you know, oh, you need help? I got you. I got you. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. I, I can't help you right now. Living in a state of honesty is saying, I cannot do this right now. I will be able to, but right now I can't. I appreciate that. It, it makes life harder on people around you at times. Amen. Like, think about it. Think about it. If you can't do something right now, that means somebody else has to do it. So then you feel bad and you're like, oh, okay, I, I can do it. I can do it. Okay, so you do it. And I mean, there, man, there's a lot. Like I said, this is a whole, it's a whole nother message. But I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm talking about being honest about a situation. So we can be honest about a situation and then seek God and depend on him to transform it. If you think about how, how much more powerful, how much more can God be seen if we will look at a situation, see what it is, and then tell it to do something different, and then it be done? Here, let me paint a picture for you. You may have never heard this story before. It's a good one. A group of people who are running from a horrible, horrible, horrible group of people come to this place where they can't get away from the group of people anymore. And there they are, and they're like, what are we going to do? They're going to kill us. And this guy is like, I know they're coming. I know death is upon us, and it's looking grim. But don't worry, it's going to be okay. 
we can see them coming over the hill. They're going to kill us. And he's like, no, no, they're not. Because this sea is going to part. Oh, shoot, I didn't give away some of the story. Look, I was trying to make it sound like it was a really good story that I came up. I'm joking. Listen, there's Moses, and he's standing at the Red Sea. Are you following me? The situation is grim, without a doubt. You call it what it is, and then you say to part, because I, I have somewhere to go. So in a moment of authenticity, I believe Moses all by himself, maybe not completely all by himself, but I'm sure that he had to be like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I see it just like you see it. I'm not going to try to, I don't know, you know, uh, put a spin on it. But I do believe that God is and he can. And so he did. Everybody following me? But what if he would have been like, I don't know, you know, maybe we could try to build a bridge. I don't, maybe we can try to, uh, somebody ride down and see if you can get across down there. You know what I mean? Instead of just really being like, we are stuck in this moment. Own it and let's see God do something different, right? Okay, so again, that's a whole nother message, whole nother message. But I need for you to understand, it doesn't matter what the situation is, whether it's, I have gained a little weight. Okay, well, let's take it to the throne room. I did shave off my mustache and everything, and I look a little odd to everybody, but that's okay. God's got this. <laughs> Listen, it's a possibility that I might not look as good as I thought I did. That's okay. <laughs> Somebody pay him so we can take his money. But I need to put him on staff so I can fire him real quick, please. <laughs> Everybody, you with me though, right? You got the concept of looking at, looking at it, not, not allowing fear to be brought in and all stuff like that, but looking at it, calling it what it is, and then, then turning with an expectation. Okay, I just need to clarify that because if I hit that and then moved on, then I knew that a lot of people would leave here like, well, what do I do? How do I do? How do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I've had that conversation with a lot of different people. So moving on, talking about authenticity, being in a state of honesty, this is what it is, allowing truth to saturate your life. When you allow truth to saturate your life, that's when you come to the realization that be, just because it looks this way, doesn't mean it has to stay this way. That's how that happens, from that saturation of truth. What truth? The Word of God. I can look at a situation and say, it looks really bad, without a doubt. This does not look good, but God. I've seen him do it before. I've seen him do it in his Word. He said he would do it. He's a promise keeper. Truth, truth, truth. Then, living unapologetically, without fear or regret, from mistakes. Moses, there at the Red Sea. Now, now I understand. 
I'm, I know I'm preaching already. You don't even realize that. And that, I'm, you know, that's unfortunate. But listen, all, listen, living unapologetically without regret or fear from mistakes. Okay, y'all still ain't getting it. Let me see. Uh, Moses is standing there. You've got Pharaoh on his back. He's coming in hot. Without a doubt, this does not look good because they're looking at a body of water that is uncrossable. And Moses says, it's going to be okay. He takes a stick and he raises it in the air. I need you to get in the story with me real quick. He takes a stick, a piece of wood, a staff. He takes it and holds it in the air with a little over 2 million people looking on. He lived out life unapologetically in that moment, without fear, without regret of mistake. How do I know? Because he didn't go, okay, wait a second, wait a second. Hey, Joshua, uh, here, why don't you stand here and do this real quick? Just let's see what happens. And if they flog you, tear you down and eat you up, you know, I know not to do it. If they don't, then I'll give it a try. No, there is no fear. And maybe there was fear. You know what? He's human. Maybe there was fear. But he stepped up and he did it anyway. Are you following me? He stepped up and he did it anyway. That friend at work, that friend at school, that friend on the, that, that, that stranger on the street, God says to you, go and share with him the gospel, with them the gospel, unapologetically, without fear of mistake, without fear of regret. Hey, do you know that God absolutely loves you? Do you know that I know that your situation looks like this, but God can completely transform that? No fear of regret or mistake. I'm going to go back and I'm going to read it one more time. This is what I believe authenticity is. Being in a state of honesty, allowing truth to saturate your life and then living unapologetically without fear or regret from mistake. There's a lot of definitions out there, and most of them, they, they separate honesty and authenticity. They separate the two. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you separate honesty from authenticity? was because they're secular definitions. I'm sorry. I know I know where I'm going. Listen, if you can separate the truth, watch this. If you can, if you can separate the truth from reality, what do you have? You have whatever you want. I'm not bald. (laughs) 
my hair is just a different color. What color is that? Clear. Come on. Huh? As my hair grows, you will begin to see my roots because I have not yet colored it again. Right now, my hair is down to my back. Truth, right? Come on. They separate honesty from authenticity. Let me, let me share with you how. So in, in my schooling, I, I frequent this website for knowledge and information. And it's, it's called Psychology Today, okay? And there's articles, tons of articles. So this is an article that was written by somebody, and I'm not going to give their name. I, I, I did have their name, but, I mean, I do have their name, but I'm not going to give their name. Um, I gave the website just because I needed to let people know, you know, for the sake of plagiarism, right? I don't want to plagiarize. This is not mine because we, we, we show this on Facebook or whatever. It says this, an honest person is one who is sincere and truthful. An authentic person, did you just hear what happened? He started it by separating, right? An honest person is one who is sincere and truthful. An authentic person is one whose behavior reflects his or her deep feelings, core values, and inner qualities. Therefore, authenticity includes more than, than the frank expression of what comes to mind. It's two different things. There's honesty, according to them. There's, there's honesty and sincere truth. And then there are what your behavior reflects, which is your deepest feelings, your core values, your inner qualities. Pause. There's probably truth there. Question is, what does your inner, what is all of that, what are your behaviors showing about you? What is your behavior showing about your inner feelings, core values, and qualities? Let's keep, let's keep looking. I looked up a few, I looked up a, a lot more definitions, but all of them pretty much say the same thing. You've got truth and honesty, and you've got authenticity, which is your core beliefs, the behaviors that come from that. But then I looked up a synonym of authenticity, right? I went to the source and I looked up synonym. And as a noun, it is, watch this, as a noun, and I'm a word person, right? Genuineness. This is their definition, or this is synonyms for authenticity. Genuineness, accuracy, correctness, credibility, legitimacy. <laughs> anybody here, anybody else here see a problem in what's happening there? They're separating, they, they said they've separated honesty and truth from authenticity. 
but then you have things like genuineness, accuracy. Accuracy. Isn't accuracy usually tied with truth, like facts? I mean, if I'm wrong, please. Like, accuracy is usually tied up with facts. Facts are usually truths. Credibility. Usually, I mean, if you want to be credible, you want to be usually having facts. You want to be truthful. Am, am I wrong? Am I the only one? That, yeah, you see what I'm going? Okay. Now, the, now, listen, the reason I'm doing this is because in order for us to live this out, we have to have a complete understanding of it. Would you agree? Legitimacy. So, the world says we need to separate truth from, from being authentic. But then on the flip side, they tell you being authentic comes with these other words that mean honesty and truth. Let's, let's push all of that aside and let's see what God says. Romans 12, chapter 9. It says, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. Pause. Now, I know it doesn't say this and it doesn't spell it out. But I started with live in a state of honesty, right? So, if you have a gift to be an encourager, then do that, right? Looking at who you are, what God has given you, what God has blessed you with, if this is who you are, then give it to God. If you are seeing something that is not what you like or is wrong, then that means you need to do something about it. Do you understand that? Okay, now listen, I know I'm seeing a lot of faces like, where is he going? Where is he going? Don't make this deeper than it needs to be because it's not. If I look in the mirror and I tell myself I'm looking slim, but I'm not slim, then I need to accept the fact that I'm not slim. And if I want to be something different than that, then I have to do something different than that. Don't make it deeper. We're talking about being a church that is authentic. So first we need to understand and we need to be able to realize if we are or are we not authentic? Well, the only way we know that is if we understand what being authentic is. If I go to the door and I'm going to be a greeter, but I do not have the gifts and skill sets to be a greeter, then I am not being my authentic self. Are you following me? I know it sounds like there's some frustration in my voice, but it's only because I'm frustrated at the enemy because he is clearly trying to fog up what I'm saying. And it's not, it's not that deep, I promise. We want to be authentically us. So if we see something and it's like, well, that's not what I want to be, and this is what has happened, and this is why what I'm saying is difficult right now. Because we have lived in a state of dishonesty. 
I have preached over and over and over, and, and one scripture that came up was, uh, it was in Ephesians, and it, it said, and I'm, I could be wrong, it might, not, it might have been Romans, but I'm pretty sure it was Ephesians, and it said, tag on it. It was there and then it was gone. Come on, Jesus. Well, I guess I wasn't supposed to share that one then. Or it'll come back later. Being who God has called us to be first is most important. Letting go of who we think we should be, letting go of what we think it should look like is the only time that we can live authentic. When people come into this church and they meet somebody and that somebody has placed on a mask, well then they're not really getting the true person. They're not being greeted by the true person. So Pastor Dwayne, what are you saying? You want me to stand at the front door with a scowl on my face? No. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that if you have a scowl on your face, don't just, don't just throw a smile on. Maybe you should go figure out why you have a scowl on your face. Maybe you should take that to Jesus and get that scowl transformed into a smile. Then you can go to the front deck, to the front door in your authentic self and smile and greet people. So, Pastor Wayne, what you're saying is, is I'm never going to do anything. No. Hence the beginning of the message. Look at it for what it is. Own it. And when I say own it, I don't mean just see it for what it is and then combat it. Pray for change. Do something for change. Let's continue. I'm going to go back to the beginning. If your gift is to encourage others, be an encourager. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Don't just pretend to be any of these other things. Don't pretend to be anything that you're not. I added that. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Pause. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Why is that important? Because that's something that we can do, and it tells us to. So do it unapologetically, without regret. What? I know. I get it. See, oh, man. Well, Pastor Dwayne, do you want me to be mean? and No, I don't want you to be mean and angry. That's not what I'm saying. This says, hate what is wrong. What is wrong? Okay, 
I'm gonna ask this. I'm gonna ask this question. I'm looking for one word. Three, 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 three letters. Hold on. Let, let me finish. Three letter, three letters, and and one syllable. Okay. What is wrong? Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's like right. See, I know I, I helped you out there. Sin is wrong, right? And I know what we do is, is we like to really dig into it and spread it out and really get a good look at what sin and da-da-da. And I, I get that. I understand. But what, we, what I'm saying is, is it is okay to hate sin. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. One word, two syllables. It's a name. <laughs> what is good? Jesus, yes, that is good. Okay, just for clarity's sake, like sin is wrong, Jesus is good. When you jump in everything else, you are going to begin to get into the weeds, right? And if you're going to do that, you better be prayed up, read up, right? You need to know the word. You need to know all of that. If you're going to begin to get into the weeds, you need to be well equipped. I am not going into the uh, uh, Amazon forest as is. I do have boots on, but I have nothing else. I'm not going to get into the weeds, right, unequipped. So I need to have at least, I need to, I need to, I'm not prepared. So then I need to help me out. Get prepared. The reason I'm having, I need some help. I need some help because I'm getting a lot of blank stares. And I, I know that what I'm saying is good. I know that, right? And I'm not lying to myself on this one. <laughs> Listen to me. Let's keep going. Let's keep looking at the word. What does God say? Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. If you're not doing these things, own it and change it. Everybody follow me? If you're not doing these things, if you're being lazy, never be lazy. Work hard. If you're going to serve the Lord, serve him enthusiastically. If you're not, change it. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. If you're not, then change it. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. If you're not, then change it. Always be eager to practice hospitality. If you've never been, then change it. Are you following me? Okay. Bless those who persecute you. 
Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Listen, I just had a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were like, uh, I, just, I, just, I just can't just be going over people's house. Like, it's just weird. If you don't, then you need to change it. But, Pastor Wayne, that's just not authentically me. We're going somewhere. See, that's where, the, that's where the question changes, because that's where the problem comes in. Again, this is where, if you didn't understand before, how we have been lying to ourselves. Oh, man, I love, okay. We were created in whose image? So there's something about your authenticity that you haven't grabbed a hold of or you don't understand. Okay. All right, all right. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. If you think you know it all, then you need to change it. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Pastor Dwayne, what does that have to do with being authentic? All right, here we go. Hold on. We were made in God's image. God expects for us to live a certain way based on who he is and the way he made us. If we love Jesus and we give our lives to him, we should live the way he lived. But that's not authentically me. Then change it. And here's the thing. So many of us have been like, well, that's just not who I am. That's just not who I am. That's not who I am. That's just not who I am. Well, well, whatever, that's not who I am. And then we go to our house when nobody's looking, when our door is closed. God, why can't I find friends? God, why doesn't anybody like me? God, why won't they give me a loan? God, why won't they do this? God, why won't this change? God, why do I have this rash? God. God's like, well, we can start it. We, we, we can start at square one, but I know you're not going to like that. But it kind of, listen. Listen, the world has got this concept. The world has got this concept. I, you can read anywhere. 
And it's all in the books. And they'll be like, a lot of times, the physical body is messed up and has issues because of stress, because of this, because of that, because of, and they give a list of things as to why the human body is messed up, which is then tied to why the human being is messed up, which is then tied to why our culture and society is messed up. And they're like, why don't you just, you know, uh, have a, 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 a moment of mindfulness? We're going to have a moment of mindfulness. Listen, mindfulness doesn't do anything for you if you come out of it or stay or you're in it and you're thinking about the same lie that you went into it with. I am a good person. People do like me. Now listen to me, I told you there's a difference between speaking those things that aren't as though they are, right, to call into something. But when you're doing it to try to make yourself believe it, that's different, right? And I know you're like, wait, is it? Yes, it is, it is. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I know that whatever my ailment is, is here. It's visible, I see it. But in Jesus' name, I'm healed. Three weeks later, Pastor Wayne, how are you doing? You know what? I'm still feeling some symptoms, but in Jesus' name, those symptoms are decreasing every single day. A year later, Pastor Wayne, how are you doing? You know what? In Jesus' name, I am free of the ailment that I had, but I'm going to be honest with you, I'm still feeling it. But God is bigger than that thing. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to come back to me at some point in time. I don't know if it's going to be next week, next month, or two years from now. But I will be absolutely free of that thing. But as of right now, I feel it. Okay, Pastor Dwayne. Or I could be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> like... <clears throat> That makes no sense because then people were looking at you like, well, he's just crazy. That's just hypocritical because he's saying what's not true. Let's be honest with them. But then what does that look like? Can we handle that? Are we okay to handle that? As Christians, we should be. We should be okay to handle that. But you know, the reason we don't live in authenticity is because we're not okay to handle that. You're not okay for me to come up in this stage and say, I'm having a horrible day, people. I'm having a horrible life right now. Me and my wife are arguing. We're considering splitting up and everything is wrong. And I need your prayers because I know Jesus Christ is bigger than all of this. All that I'm going through, I know he's bigger than. And I need you to pray with me so that things can turn around. You all would be like, oh, we need to find a new pastor. Don't get it twisted. If somebody came to me and said, well, Pastor, maybe you should sit down and focus on your marriage. That's different. You're right. I should. Because in an authentic moment, I should have figured that out on my own. Everything is not okay. And I can't continue to do things the way I've been doing them. So, hey, Ben, you're taking over. All right? Until I get okay, you're going to take the, the reins. Right? Ben's like, you're right, brother. <laughs> when the lights go down, I look at you. <laughs> and you want me to do something about it? No, I'm just listen, listen, hear what I'm saying. 
watch this. Now, I told you the way that, I told you the way that uh, 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 psychology today looks, right? They want to they separate it. Honesty and authenticity. Truthfulness and authenticity. They want to separate it. One day. I'm not going to get in the weeds here, but there's a name for that. They have a name for it. They call it humanism. I'm sorry. Humanism, okay? But then there's Freudianism. Everybody knows Freud, Sigmund Freud. Man, who is this guy, man? I don't like that guy. Can I be honest? You just get, you get, sorry, this is a, this is a small break. You get into, you get into education and there are these people who everybody listens to and you're like, why? Who, who are you? Like, who stamped you? I, because, never mind. In, on the website, Somebody else wrote an article. Let's, let's just look. Let's just read some of it. Is that okay? You're okay with that? Let's just. So, authenticity has its roots in humanistic psychology. And the work of scholars such as blah, 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 and blah, blah. For them, authenticity consists in nature fulfillment. That is, when we are playing to our inner strengths, following our intrinsic interest, and being self-determined. So check out what they said here. For humanistic psychologists, human nature is seen as essentially social and constructive. So the more authentic we are, by definition, we will be more compassionate, accepting, and altruistic. Authenticity will not lead to selfishness, but rather the opposite as we become more caring and giving. Okay. They say authenticity will lead to non-selfishness and good vibes. I got a question for you. If there's no truth or honesty, is it really? Or did we just learn to play the part? Everybody following me there? Because remember, a minute ago, they're like, separate the two. Well, if you separate the two and there's no truth, well, then I'm doing great. Vibes are good. I'm, I'm sharing vibes. I'm sharing vibes. When I get home, I want to kill myself. What happened? There was a breakdown. There was a breakdown, and we lived that way. The world lives that way. My daughter came in, and she said, Dad, why would when you have all that money and you're famous, why would you kill yourself? Good question, honey. Authenticity will not lead to selfishness, but rather the opposite. That's what they said. But then you jump down and they're like, but then some people are like, you know, Sigmund Freud followers. And they're very pessimistic. 
right? They have very pessimistic views of human nature. Freud said, humans are lustful, murderous, and savages. If they followed their natural instincts, and it was only through civilization uh, that we learned to keep checks and balances on our destructive nature, we would all fail. Again, the reason I'm doing this for a purpose. Because what the world does is, pause. It's the enemy. I just want to be clear, but I know some people have an issue with me saying the enemy does things, right? So what the world does is they, like, take truth and lies, and they put it in a bag, and they mix it up real good, and they pull it out, and it looks like truth. And if you don't look close enough, you don't realize there's lies there. The truth is our human nature is horrible and it's despicable. And you can't just put on a happy face and say everything is good and that you're not horrible and you're not despicable. So let's look at it for what it is. We are sinners. Wait, I've heard this somewhere. We are sinners who are saved by so if we're sinners who are saved by grace, that means we should be able to live in a state of honesty. I'm horrible. We should be able to, uh, dang, I'm going to figure out my own definition. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we can live in a state of honesty, allowing truth to saturate us. We are sinners saved by Truth. Uh, Y'all getting it now. Y'all getting it. I, okay. So that's my fault. I'm a horrible teacher. All right. No. <clears throat> Allowing truth to saturate our lives and then living unapologetically. I'm not perfect. I'm living life anyway. I don't have it all together. I'm still standing in front of you teaching you the truths unapologetically. Why? Because it's the truth. And as long as I stay on that book, I'm good. When I come off, then you better call it out. I don't care if I don't like it or not. You know why? Because if you call it out, then you're being authentically you. But which one, though? Because I will ignore you if you're not being the right authentic you. Are, wait, are you following me? Come on then, let me hear you say amen. Why? Because, listen, if the Bible tells us to do something such as judge those who are in the church who are doing wrong, which I preached a few weeks ago, right? And you're like, how do we do that? Because the word says X, Y, and Z. We're, we're living in a state of honesty and we're saying... If it's a duck, right? If it quacks like one, right? And that's why we can do that because we're living in a state of authenticity. But then if it's something that it's not supposed to be, what do we do? Wait. If it's something that it's not supposed to be, what do you do for you? Change it. If it's not what it's supposed to be for somebody else, you have the expectation and you pray that God will. Okay. So I'm coming to a close. 
All right? Let's get down there. You ready for this? If we are a church, if we are a church that is going to share Christ's love through authenticity, then there's some things that we need to do. If you need to go over those things, go to Romans chapter 12 and start at verse 8. Start at verse 8, okay? And you can go through that. I read it all, broke it down. If you're unclear on what you're supposed to be doing. So if we do those things, let me tell you something. In such a group, in such a group situation, you cannot have pure, authentic relationships without connections. You can, however, have connections without authentic relationships. I can't go through it all again. This is just me trying to make a point to drive home everything I've said, right? Having relationships, you know, wait. Having authentic relationships without connections is a mask. Hey, <laughs> I, I love you. I don't know you. I don't know nothing about you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't really care. But I'm at church. And I have to make you think that I care about you. Versus, hey, I love you. Wait. What's wrong? You're not okay? Okay, let's pray about that. Let's pray about that. No, 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 no. You don't need to leave. Leave for what? This is where you need to be. You're high right now? Okay, okay. We can get through that. Let's pray. Let's let the Holy Spirit wash over you. It'll, it'll take all that away right now. You're, you're an addict. Do you know Jesus? Do you want Jesus to change that? Pray with me. You pray. Okay. Now that you said that prayer, you are no longer an addict. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. You're not an addict. Now, you may struggle. You may have symptoms. But you trust and believe that God is transforming you, period, today, and if need be, over time. But this healing is yours from this day forth. If we live that way unapologetically, we won't backstep. We will make connections and people will believe it because it's real. It's truthful and it's honest. It's authentic. Not the world's authenticity, no. Today, in the name of Jesus, that has been washed away. Our Thinking has been transformed as of today. Your thinking about authenticity has been transformed as of today. No longer will we conform to the way that the world thinks about authenticity. It is truth. It is honesty. 
And if you're not, then you're not using that word. It's not authentic. Authentic. So if we are going to live that out here at this church, then we need to create authentic relationships which require connections. If you're not connecting, then you're not attempting to be authentic. If you're not being authentic, then you are not helping us with the mission of this church. If, it's a, if it quacks like a duck and if it wobbles like one, then guess what? I'm not mad at you. I'm just calling it what it is, and I'm going to pray that God will change you. And as long as you keep coming here, you're going to keep hearing the same old thing. I'm going to leave you with one last scripture, and then we're done. I'm going to pray us out, okay? You ready for this? Hebrews chapter 13 and 8. You want to know authenticity? Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is always the same yesterday, today, yes, and forever to the ages. One scripture. Everything I've preached today. That's what Jesus is. That's what God is. We were made in his image. We have been given the power to do all that he does through his Holy Spirit, which he left for you and me when he went to die on the cross. We should be striving to be the same. Whether I'm sitting with the homies at home or whether I'm sitting with the sanctified folks here at the church. You're going to get Dwayne. Sometimes I make a joke that's not that funny. And sometimes I make a joke that's absolutely hilarious. Sometimes I might make a joke that might be a little bit crass. And my wife will tap me on the shoulder and be like, mm-mm. And then sometimes I'm just clean as a whistle. Bless the Lord, Holy Spirit, move, right? But guess what? When I do it out there, I do it here. Why? Because I'm trying to be like my father. Authentic. The same yesterday, today, and until I go in the grave. The plan is that you will get an authentic version of Dwayne. And if I make a mistake, I'm saved by what? See? Man. I hope y'all was taking notes. Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same, yesterday, today, and forever. One more. There should be a consistency that runs through us all. For Jesus doesn't change. There should be a consistency that runs through us all. All, Jesus, come into my life and live in me. Because I feel like somebody's out there like, what? How are we supposed to be the same today, yesterday, and forevermore? Because the same guy that did it is supposed to live in us. But you have to believe that. If you don't believe that, well, then we need to change it. 
For Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he's always totally himself. Let's pray. Lord God, we have been confused on who we are. We've been confused on whose we are. God, in the name of Jesus today, we will recognize that if we have allowed you to come into our lives, then we are different. We are changed. And we can begin to be more like you, which will allow us to be our authentic selves. God, I pray that you would help us to understand that being more of who we are doesn't mean we change the gifts that you've given us. Help us, Lord God, to be okay with leaning into those gifts. Help us to be okay with being a little bold. That's the way you made us. Help us to learn how to be bold in a good way. So we love to talk. Lord God, don't help us to try to shut up and, and not talk. Help us to use that gift of talk for you so that we can authentically be more of who you've called us to be. God, I pray that we would look over our lives and anything that we see that you call good, we would not try to get rid of it, but we would lean into it with you first and foremost in our hearts and our minds. And anything that is not good, we would plainly see that and know that and discard it, change it. Lord God, if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, they do not know you, they've not heard the gospel, they don't know anything about your love, your grace, then Lord God, I pray that you would touch their heart right now. But God, if there's a person here that does know you, they've heard about you, they've sought out your transformation, and they are struggling, God, I pray that you would touch them and meet them where they're at. I pray that you would increase their faith, that they would believe that you are able, that they would believe that you have changed them, that they would believe that their change is happening. It's already happened. They just have to grab a hold of it. God, I pray that they would grab a hold of your truth, your love, your grace, your mercy, your peace unapologetically that they would not be afraid to lose friends, that they would not be afraid to lose status, but they would be happy and excited to live a life that is with you, for you, and through you, knowing that that is their best self. That is their most authentic self. God, be with us today as we leave. Watch over your people. Bless them continuously bless them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. We love you here from the body of Dayton. Go and have a wonderful, blessed day.